Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Gwen Drager. Well, it's been an interesting time, hasn't it? God's so good. Aren't you glad he's good? I'm glad he's good. Amen. It's been a bit of a funky morning for some people. Getting into a place and you kind of feel like, I don't know what's going on. Look at the world. It's doing nutty things. And uh, I want you to know that God will talk to you and keep you safe no matter what. doesn't matter if the world's in a kind of a Cold War type situation. They're going to fools do what fools do. Amen. Remember that it says rumors of wars. And that's not our main concern. That's just something that goes down. And we don't focus on it. Amen? Amen. We're different. And the Lord's put some things on my heart to share with you today. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Sometimes, you know, there, we know that when there's times when the word of the Lord is wanting to share some things, if people are in the right place, it'll come. And, and I'm not saying that you're in the wrong place, but there's a certain kind of thing that happens spiritually that opens the door for the prophetic to flow. And sometimes it's, it's there, and, and we don't push the prophetic. While we covet to prophesy according to the word of God, uh, we want to move with the anointing. We want to move with his glory. As we were hearing this morning, we're changed from glory to glory. If we don't get in it, we don't get changed. And we know that God draws people. And we know that he opens up our hearts so that we can see and be changed. And we can mark the places where his glory is by the end result. Because when he touches someone, you cannot stay the same. Now, you might run and rebel from it. Because sometimes it's uncomfortable when he says, this here has got to go. And so that can be a little uncomfortable. And so, but when we touch that place, we can come to the place where what seemed impossible is possible Amen. and we want to be able to come to that place and often the reason we don't is is our own personal comfort level and I think if we could come to the place where we follow God regardless of how we feel in that moment mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. and we don't use that moment's feelings to direct us amen. it'll get better amen we face a lot of things in life but we are learning to go forward it's uh, I had this uh kind of a picture come to me during praise and worship this morning about people who are getting ready uh, and being trained. Now, many of you are aware of a little bit of my background and, and some of the things that have happened. I was with a missionary group straight out of high school and was with them for two and a half years. One of the first place I went to was Alabama. Talk about cold shock. It was so different from where we were, one of the first places I was in, they were asking me, and we actually went to Alabama, then down to Biloxi, Mississippi. And, and they, they were, oh, you're from Canada. I see you have proper garments on. Did they, I didn't know they sold them up there. She was referring to undergarments. She just thought we all walked around bare, you know, with bear cloth on, you know. And I didn't come in fur and, and, and just, you know, have to be taught some manners. She had no clue that, that uh, I said, well, I was from British Columbia, Vancouver, BC. Is that near Toronto? 
uh, you can understand where this was a, a, a I, I had no idea. We grew up, we knew, all, we could name all the states. When we went to, to elementary school, we learned all the states before I think we learned all the provinces. And we could recite them. And I didn't understand why in the U.S. they didn't learn about Canada. I thought, you know, that's just how it went. I had an eye awakening. <laughs> While I was there, I, we did a lot of time with the military. And we would go on bases. And we were there shortly after a very poor, bad incident in the U.S. And uh, they came back and they were needing cheering up. And so they would bring us in to minister to them and cheer them up. And that was a day that I don't think church groups would be able to do the kind of thing that we did in that time. And, you know, we were allowed to stay on the base in Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama. And while we were there, you know, it was wonderful. They were, the food was interesting. Served on metal trays. Always gives it a, the food a special kind of a metal smell. And, and... They, you know, the sound of the, the, the five o'clock in the morning. Absolutely. And, and you'd look out the window and the flag's going up and they're all dressed. And then there was inspections and they inspected their beds. And I was reminded of that this morning. <laughs> and I believe there is a call to, to be ready all the time. And that we needed to wake up. And we want to continue in our comfort zone. But God's saying, you know what? And I'm not saying the trumpet, the trumpet, the trumpet. You know what I mean by the trumpet? The one that says goodbye, earth. <laughs> not that trumpet. <laughs> but there is a call. Amen. And it's ringing. Yeah. And some people aren't sure of what that, that ringing is. Some people think it's just a ringing in their ears. No. God is trying to wake up his people. And so that's part of what God is doing. He's waking us up. And I kept hearing this and hearing this and hearing this. Few do what many could. Few do what many could. And I believe this morning that we're going to hear some words that will help us have more than a few. Amen. God wants to have his strength manifest in us. And it is absolutely 100% possible. Amen. 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 I've known weakness. It wasn't nice. Turn with me, please, to Psalm 119. I believe there's some real help here in, well, I believe all the word of God is help, you know. Praise the Lord. Psalm 119, verse 5. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. And a lot of us think, well, I don't really know what that means. What is God's statutes? What is he calling us to? I can tell you that when I was growing up and I learned the, the four spiritual laws and I learned the Roman road because that's what we do in the Salvation Army, we learn the scriptures that are going to help you. And one of them being Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that scripture uh, rang in my heart as a little person and I just thought I'd always be falling short of his glory that I would never be enough and I didn't know how to walk in his statutes but I tried I'd hear that this is the kind of holy life that you are called to as a Christian that you need to do certain things now no one said you had to pray for an hour a day but I felt that there was some sort of law about that and also there was this, oh, you must read your Bible. Now, I was four when I got born again, and I started reading the King James Bible. 
as best I could. But by the time I was in grade two, I was pretty fluent in the, in, in the King James. It's what we all did. It's what we had. We didn't have another version. It wasn't until I was in my teen years that something came along called the now nearly inspired version, NIV. And, and, and we would read it. And I thought, where, where's all the scripture about the blood? What happened to the blood? Where did the blood go? But I wasn't allowed to say that. I did read my Bible. I just looked in all the places where, and then it was this whole new word I had never learned. Sovereign was everywhere. And it was everywhere in the, in the, and so I had never heard those terms. So because I was in a five-year program uh, prior to going to college and to be trained to be an officer in the Salvation Army, having recognized the call of God in 1974 and having that affirmed by the people around me, they set me on a path to be prepared to, to be a minister from alive. And so I, I immediately was put into officer training, which is a five-year Bible program. And, and I'm glad for that today. At the time, I wasn't. You had to write essays every month, and, and it was a lot of study. And then the study, uh, according, because these were their statutes, their study did, was not to be included in your daily reading. And recently I had found a, a pledge. In the Salvation Army, we pledge, and, and we pledge to God and that we're not going to take any intoxicating drink nor tobacco, and then they added drugs later on. And I, I, I have a picture of it somewhere. It is not with me, and John doesn't have it, so he can't bring it up. But there were statutes. There were 13 different doctrine the Salvation Army uh, used as training that were statutes of their ideology and their doctrine. I wrote them out in little cards and memorized them. I thought it's what she should do. It's a good thing. I carried them around with me, and I could quote them. I had a good memory. I still have a good memory, and I'm blessed for that. But I didn't understand that the statutes of God were not a bunch of legalism laws. Which is why today, it's funny, because within that, let me just, one more time, a little bit of history. I began to wear uh, pastel all the time. Because, it, you know, you just be, you know, like kind of Clark Kent in society. <laughs> and then on Sundays, you wore a uniform or any other time you were presenting. And I had a uniform, I had a bonnet, and I had the actual cap that looks more like an... Uh, military or a uh, RCMP hat, cap. But I did have the bonnet with the bow, you know. It's long gone, never to be seen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Those statutes did not help me follow God. I tried. <laughs> and then the little things, you know, because I was trying in my flesh to restrain myself. So things would happen, like underneath my bonnet, I'd do weird things. <laughs> like I'd make a little my hair wrong, because you weren't allowed to have hair that touched your shoulders either. So it would be up underneath my cap. But I'd do something weird to it, but then put my hat on so no one could see. But God saw. <laughs> you have little S's on your uniform, and I turn them upside down. <laughs> Following a law won't work. <laughs> It didn't make me better, and I didn't really even feel that guilty, which was even worse. <laughs> and I began to, I was so grateful when I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I was grateful for that person. I ended up in Edmonton, and this guy had prayed for me, and I got filled with the Holy Ghost. What a relief. Holy Spirit came in my life, and it was like, oh, I didn't want to rebel anymore. It began to change 
my desires. And in Hebrews chapter 10, you don't have to go there. It said he'll write the laws on my heart. And that's what began to happen. And when we see this here, oh, that my ways were directed, directed. And I realized as I yield to Holy Spirit, he directs me. And he's able to guide me into places I could not do on my own. And went, whoa, well, this is easier. I just have to follow. Oh, praise the Lord. Much better. Much better. Then I shall not be ashamed. Because I can tell you what, when I got found out one day when somebody were, you know, horsing around and my hat got bumped and fell off. There's a little shame thing going on there. When I have respect unto all thy commandments. Here we talk really, this is about the fear of God. And in our society today, we don't have much of that. We, we like to talk and, how, and it even slides into the church. Come on, you know where I'm going with this. You know that. You, we all know. We know. We know that the fear of God is not, is not really, very, we want to be comfortable. Pastor, give me a nice message. Make me go home. Feel good about me and, and all the crap I've been through in my life. Pardon me. And, and, and just like that, <laughs> at least I didn't say the other word. We've cast just letters because we all know what that one is. You know, two letters that go together. One near the beginning of the element. And we know that we face this stuff. And we live this stuff. And we just want a nice little pat. But God didn't make me that way. He changed me. And you can come with me or not. I realized in all of my personal struggles, I share this because I go, it's not troubling me anymore. And it did. It did trouble me. I wanted to live perfect. And it was such a fail. And I was so ashamed. But when I began to have a fear of God in the right way, now I wasn't afraid he wasn't going to kill me, although we sometimes joked about that as teenagers. Ha, 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 you got caught. Ha, ha, don't stand close to them. You know, a lightning bolt might have come out of heaven and smack him. Don't stand next to that person. We know he's in sin. And we talked like that as teenagers. And we had a great youth group, and there was over 40 of us that gather and do crazy things. But a lot of it was really good. And we shared the word. And because of the call of God in my life, they recognized that, and I got to do most of the preaching. However, I found that as I preached, I was convicted and got very, very, very difficult, even give a 10-minute, you know, little devotional. <laughs> the conviction was real. <laughs> and, uh, and so I couldn't, I couldn't even bring out the words that I had read. And it got to the point where when a, the pastor asked me to take a Sunday and preach, I wouldn't do it. And that's why I talked about that before. I was chicken. I was chicken because I was embarrassed. And, I, and that fear of God, you see, when you fear God correctly, when you have a respect for God, you, you, it adjusts you. And what it doesn't do, it doesn't bring you into legalism. What it does do is it brings you into a place of yielding to Holy Spirit. And I can tell you when he corrects me today, it's different. And yes, I still feel like, ugh. But it's quick. It's over with. I don't spend three days of fasting to get over it. Oh, Jesus. You know, blah, 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 blah. I've tried the fasting thing to get over sin. Let me tell you right now, be blessed. Don't do it. <laughs> Just repent. But you see, the problem with repentance is it's not regret. You have to call sin, sin. And you can't make excuses for it. Amen. At one point in my life, 
I was raped at knife point by an elder of a church while I was with the mission group. A lot of people went, oh, you must have been a terrible victim. I couldn't get free until I admitted my sin part in it. He was good looking and I flirted with him. And that's the truth. Now that didn't, that does not excuse his behavior. But I'm telling you, I couldn't get personally free till I released myself and got, I felt shame, I felt all those things. I had lots of emotions. Yes, and blah, blah, blah. And I did some things afterwards that were very, very bad. Like I threatened him back when I caught him. And later he came into the church and did some crazy things. And I happened to be cutting up and making lunch and I threatened him with a knife. Come near me again, I'll use it on you. But I was hurt and, and that's no excuse. I had to repent of my sin to get free. I had to admit without excuse. I couldn't say, well, he did this. I flirted with him, plain, simple. The flirt was sin. I played with it. God had warned me about it. God told me at least three times, stay away from that guy. Three times he warned me, and I ignored him. Fear of God. I did not fear God. I wanted what I wanted, and I played. And yes, I got hurt, and praise God, he fixed me. But I'm telling you, I could not make excuse for sin. And I got free. Amen. And I didn't go away thinking, ooh, there's a man, I'm afraid. Mm. Completely, absolutely whole. He didn't just wash me of my sin. He washed me and made me whole. My mind was changed. I didn't have bad images. I didn't have nightmares. All of it was gone. All of it. All of it. Now, I don't bring it up to make, you know, a big thing about what the devil does because the devil does dumb stuff. He didn't do it because I had a call of God in my life. Hear me. I wasn't having a target painted on my back because God had called me to ministry. That guy had had a lot of women. And he'd done a lot of things, and he eventually went to jail, I heard. A lot of people, not just people with calls. And sometimes you think, oh, I got a target painted on my back because I have a call of God. No, doesn't work that way. And I know that there's a lot of people disagree with me, but I can tell you every time I've been out in the world and I've heard stories of people who don't have a call, who've had horrific things happen to them. And haven't had Jesus to turn to. We have Jesus. Amen. And when I turned to him. When I had respect for him. When I had the right kind of fear. Oh God can help me. You see when you surrender self. There is a fear of God. That I can come to him. And he can handle anything I bring. Anything. He can help me when I've been stupid. He can help me when I've been an idiot. But I got to be able to say I have. He can also help me when I've done right. And I think that's harder to deal with, especially in Canada. We spend all our time apologizing. I was reminded of that the other day, and I saw a bus. It said, sorry, bus full. Do you know we're the only place that does that? We're not really sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Isn't that the other thing we say? There's a place where God does right with us. 
where we stand before God and because I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and you are if you believe it as well. I will stand before him and go, I'm here, I'm so glad. Jesus. You know, it took a long time. I know Jesus, you know, I know the whole thing about 120 years. I didn't have to live that long, but I did because you asked me to. And here I am, Jesus. I'm so glad to be in your presence. I'm not freaking out. and I'm not coming full of shame, and I'm not coming with, you know, a barn that has to be built up because there's a lot. I'm happy. And we have heard a gospel that tells us we're going to have to slide through the door with the grace of God because we made such a mess on earth. And we don't have to. I don't find any scripture that says anything like that. Yes, there's grace for those who slide through at the last minute. But let's not be them. Let's be more of the few that did what he asked and love what he does and let him flow through our life. Let's be those people. I will praise thee, verse 7, with uprightness of heart. You see, that true praise comes out when we finally go, hey, you know what? I got up this morning, and it was pretty good. I experienced the presence of God at home. Oh, my goodness, I'm talking fast. And, and, I, you, know, and, and you come into his presence, and you see some things, and you think, God, I know it's October, and people go nuts. But I don't really care what people do in October. I don't, you know, I'm not fussing about witches and what they do. Amen. They should fuss about what I do. That's probably why they're stirring. The people of God are waking up, and they're praying, and that troubles witches. The real trouble is they could get free. Amen. Let them come. Amen. Amen? Amen? Last year, we had three witches come through our church and pretty much dealt with them. <coughs> they ran screaming out, praise the Lord. They could have got healed. Could have got free. One ran screaming out the door, praise the Lord. Only one came back and got some help. But praise the Lord. Doors open. God's not afraid of witches, you know, but don't play with them. You'll find we don't do that here, by the way, for all of you. We, 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 don't, we don't pretend Halloween either. We don't have a pretend party that isn't really Halloween, but it is because we can't, can't stand the, the, the flack if we don't have some kind of party for children that kind of, you know, doses them and makes them feel better. We don't do that. We don't play. We don't play. I know other people, oh, we're going to use it for evangelism. That's great. Praise the Lord. God told you to do that. He didn't tell me. Amen. Amen. You can complain to me later. Amen. <laughs> but I probably won't listen. I do love you. I, you know, God just said, don't touch that stuff. Now, especially here in our area, let's talk about this for a minute. We know that for a long time, the spirit of Jezebel had a real big voice in this lower mainland. That's why many of the evangelists don't come here. They go, we're not going that side of the mountain, not without God clearly saying go. And there's been a lot of people, and they don't understand that that's, it's, it's tried to rule and reign. Now, I don't go for that. I just, you know, if I notice that that thing's trying to bug people, I just, you know, get up. You got it. No throne here. And we have seen some change. It's one of the reasons why we're uh, inviting this different kind of prayer. The, the prayer that happens on a Saturday with Bruce is different. is intercession. I mean, we need all kinds of prayer. Jesus prayed with all kinds of prayer. Yep. And we need all kinds of prayer. Yep. We need to pray for Sister Sally and somebody else's, you know, thing and whatever and healing and all those things. But we also need those intercessions, the strong crying and tears. Yep. And we need that. And that's what happens Saturday morning. I'm not saying you have to cry. But if you do, that's okay too. <laughs> Amen. We need all kinds of prayer. So we're opening the gates. Amen. If you feel led to call, please join Bruce and... And uh, come and cry. 
We're binding the devil. Hey, hallelujah. In verse 8, <laughs> hallelujah. Aren't you having fun yet? Amen. Amen. I will keep your statutes. I'm going to keep them because I know how to yield to God. I'm not going to, I don't get up every morning and think, oh, I wonder if I'm going to sin today. Brace for impact. I'm going to be watching. You know, and I go hunt. Oh, here comes temptation. Look, I saw you. Ah, you know. I'm going to have to think that way. Holy Spirit, what do you want to do today? Where are we going? What you got planned? Much better. Yeah. Have fun with it. Amen. And, and you'll notice if you get in that and stay in that, and then when things happen, you'll know what to do. Verse 9, wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way? Now, I know this is King James, but I like this word. Taking heed. By taking heed thereto, according to your word. I like that word, taking heed. It's like, like them's fighting words. We have not taken heed to the word. Things come along and we phone a friend. Or text them. <laughs> but sorry, most people have phones and never use them for phone. <laughs> Check social media. What, is, what does it say on Facebook today? Is there a meme for that? And, and so, you know, we wonder why we're having trouble still and we're struggling. Take heed to the word, to the word of God. To the, what did it say about your situation? What's it saying about it? What word are you standing on? What word rings in your heart? There are words. There are words that God's trying to wake you up to. Words he's spoken into your heart when you were small that you forgot you put in a shelf. Because you thought you got too old. You're not too old if you're breathing. Right. Those words that he put on your heart. He's trying to wake up. Distractions. 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 Distractions, distractions, distractions. Some natural. Some spiritual. I don't think I'll get over this. Some natural. I have to be somewhere at a certain time. Some spiritual. I don't know if I'm good enough for this. I better study five more chapters. The word of God is in you. Distractions. Somebody needs me. This is a time for you to hear his voice so clear. He wants to make it clear so that as we move forward, because this time that we have been in has been times of preparation. And they've been preparing you for what this next is. And he didn't just prepare you so that you could just enjoy what you have. He's prepared you so you can move into action. This time is a time of action and activating the word. There are two things. There is the sword in your mouth that needs to come out with accuracy. And he's longing to speak for you to speak, for you to speak into your situations. 
He's given you his word. Many of you have wondered when, and you've been saying, I don't know when this is for me, but it's for you. It's for your situation. You begin to speak in your home. You begin to speak in those places where he's called you to speak. You start there. You start there. You start there. This time is a time of activation. It's an activation of what he has prepared you for. And in some ways, uh, for some, it might look like a battlefield. But the battlefield isn't what it was before. It's a different kind of warfare than people were accustomed to in the body of Christ. There was a time before where uh, spiritual warfare had a certain flow. And it was to open the gate for the word to go forth, for his word to be established, and for certain teachings to come into the body. This is not that day. That has happened and that has worked. This is a different time and a different sort of warfare that leads and opens doors that tried to shut uh, for the gospel to go forth into the nations. It is an international time. It's an international time. It's an international time. And these preparations, some of you have even uh, had stirrings and dreams. Uh, stirrings and dreams about what's to come. And you thought, how does this fit? Uh, there's coming a time very quickly that you'll know this is where this fits. This is where this fits. Some of you have felt very out of, out of, out of sync. Where you haven't felt like you fit. And, and you went, mm, my difference isn't allowing me to fit, but the difference is coming for a purpose, and he's made you indifferent for a purpose. And the purpose is about to be uh, seen in a clearer matter and in a clearer way. And it'll be used. This is the time that we're moving into that, and it's a different kind of warfare, but it is warfare. And the warfare that's coming, there's a mocking that I see coming to the church. And whereas we have been warned about kinds of persecution, this is different. There'll be a mocking. Every time there's been a building, there's been a mocking. Every time there's been a building, there's been a mocking. And when they built the ark, there was a mocking. When Nehemiah built the wall, there was a mocking. And the thing to note is it never stopped God. And it shouldn't stop you. The mocking is, is uh, uh, distracting. It's part of the distractions. And said, oh, you're not right. Oh, uh, and, and the distraction. I need to be here at a certain time. Uh, the spiritual mocking and then the mocking of another. The mocking of another that comes through another. And these things are trying to distract you from what God called you to. And the first place you're called to is his presence. The first place you're called to is yielding to Holy Spirit. In that place you hear, in that place you know, and in that place his voice is clear. It's not a clanging symbol. It's not. It's not a clanging symbol. It will take heed to the word and allow his word to come alive to us. It's in this place his word gets revealed. It's in this place his word makes sense in our natural circumstances of life. It's in this place where suddenly the word that God had planted in your life goes, Oh, I see. I see how it can change me. I see how it can move me. I see how to apply it in this situation. It comes with solutions. When we heed to the word of God, it brings the change he planned. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. With my whole heart, I have sought thee. That's what it says. With my whole heart, 
I have sought thee. We go beyond the comfort of this life. It's not that he doesn't want you happy or comfortable or satisfied. But there is a place where we are comfortable in, his, in seeking him. It is the most comfort I have ever had in my life. Because Holy Spirit is the comforter. He'll tell us what's coming. No fear. Right? He'll tell us. He'll teach us what we need to know. And he'll show us what's coming. So that we're never moved. Because God planned it that we should never be moved or shaken by circumstance. So if that's God's plan, we believe it. That's what the word says. So then, when his plan comes and his word comes, we are not moved. And we are not shaken. And we are comforted. With my whole heart, I have sought thee. Let this not be the testimony of Canadians. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandment. Let that not happen. Let that not happen. That we would not wander. And we wouldn't wonder either. We don't want to wander. And you see, we've been afraid in some ways because we see God's commandments in such a legal way instead of such a blessing way. His laws keep us from evil. His laws help us walk well. How can honoring your mother and your father be a strap in the mind when true honor that is under God's hand works his blessing and favor? See, it's how we look at things. When we look at it like, oh, there's the Ten Commandments. I can't live by them. Or here's the Ten Commandments that will guide and speak into my life and help me. I don't have to think about not stealing, do you? Exactly. Everybody knows stealing's wrong. Honor's right. And you see, these things aren't, aren't binding, they're freeing. It's how we look at them. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin. If you're struggling with daily sin and daily falling, it's not that we, we I, I'm not saying that people don't fall. I'm not saying there isn't temptation, but this is the doorway out. This is the doorway out. You know, you know I, I find that today's uh, society is so wrapped up in unforgiveness, so wrapped up in offenses. They're getting offended with everything that flies. And... You don't have to. You don't have to get angry. Right. Angry is a choice. When I learned that was the most freeing word that ever God spoke to me, anger is a choice. And immediately I was angry and said, that's not true. <laughs> so many things that lie in front of us are connected to choice. And, and we just allow God to speak to us and help our choices. When the word's in us, most marvelous thing, I told you, I, I've, I mean, lots of crazy things happen in my life. The freedom came with two upright, straight out, this is that, not making any stories about it and what the devil did and that crazy stuff and what I did with the devil. 
But when his word came alive in me, it helped me. It helped me see around it. it. Helped me not be offended. You know, not after I got over my own offense and forgiveness, and I had to receive forgiveness for being stupid. I was offended with my own self. No, none of you have ever been there, right? What in the world? I, I, hmm? Am I alone? You don't have to answer. And I thought it's easier to forgive that other person, forgive myself. Yeah. Yes, it is. Mm, funny hey, how that works. But the word of God kept stinging me. All the scriptures I tried to find where it gave me an ounce of, of place where I could hold on to unforgiveness. I tried to find all those scriptures and they're not there. <laughs> I tried. I'm a good scholar. I looked everywhere, back to front, front, back. There's not there. There's no place for excusing that. Come on. My. And then it was like, well, I don't feel like you. I don't, emotionally. I'm not feeling it. It's not done yet. Because forgiveness is a choice. It's not based or measured on how I felt about it. Good morning, everybody. Press. Don't you love the word of God? Help you. Help you live happy. We heard about joy this morning. That's the reason most of us are like struggling there. And I'm not saying joy is not always manifest the same way. You know, I can be quiet sometimes. <laughs> it's rare, but it happens. <laughs> Blessed are you, O God, to teach me your statues with my lips. Okay, that's really the thing. You can't use your neighbor's lips. You got to use your own. You can't use your spouses. You can't use your neighbors. You can't use your children's. You got to use your own. When you talk to God, you got to use your own mouth. Pray for me, Pastor. Pray for me, Pastor. Yes, I will. But you got to pray for you. Do you know what that, uh, in all my experience in years of ministry, I found that that's the, that's the area people lack. You know, there's somebody you hear about, them. oh, man, they're struggling with cancer. Oh, you know, our church, drop and give us 10, you know, and we're talking 10 days of fasting and prayer. Get that person healed of cancer. Oh, shala. yes, cancer died. Blah, blah, blah. We are in there. I'm really having a problem, but I have to pray for myself. Oh, man, somebody else pray for me. Right? You can get that over like that if you just talk to him yourself. Use your own lips. We're having fun. It's helping me. It's medicine. It's going down. I'm feeling better. Sometimes it tastes funny, but you'll be fine in the morning. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies, which is interesting language. As much as in all riches, I meditate in your precepts and have respect into the ways I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not. Forget your word. Now, if we could get people speaking that, right in the middle of crazy, I will not forget your word. I talked about taking heed, and there's a place some of you need to get a little aggressive. Now, not with each other. Even though you might want to. I will not. I will not. I will not forget your word. There was a guy, his name was Elijah. 
he, he used his lips and prayed that it wouldn't rain. Didn't make Ahab's day good, but it was a lesson. And you'll find his story in 2 Kings where he's about to leave the earth. 2 Kings chapter 2. And, and Elijah's about to leave. And Elijah's chasing him. I want that mantle. I want that mantle. I want that mantle. Now, he didn't say exactly that, but pretty much. He says, I'm, I've got to go to Bethel. I'm coming. <laughs> and he gets there. He said, you know, he says, I'm not leaving you. I'm going where you're going. Fine. I'm going here next. I'm coming. Going to go to Jerusalem. I'm coming. As long as you live, as long as you, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'll not let go of your word. Amen. At the last place they cross over to, the 50 prophets who are alongside, who are bugging them the whole time, who could have gone? Watching. Don't bug the man of God. Don't bug the man of God. Don't bug the man of God. <coughs> they stay on this side. Better have a look at that. They stay. They stay. They don't go. It's an interesting story, don't you think so? Mm -hmm. They stay. So before he, verse 7, 50 of the sons of prophets went and stood to view afar off. And they too stood by Jordan. Elijah picks up his mantle, wraps it together, hits the water. And they were divided. So the, the two went over on dry land. He's with Elisha. It's verse uh, eight, 7 and 8. Interesting. God's God going to make you walk where it's hard, muddy, it's sloppy, get all on your shoes. All You know, they didn't have nice shoes like I have on today that I was blessed with, with, with uh, Joe and uh, Jessica Weiss. They blessed me with the... Snakeskin shoes. I thought that was very nice of them. Bless them. And and they had sandals. Would have been very awkward to walk through the mess on the ground. But it says dry ground. Praise the Lord. And that was very nice. God's good. It comes to pass when they were gone over. Elijah says unto Elijah, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away. See, every time that they were talking, those other 50 guys said, you know he's going to die, right? And they said, be quiet. You know he's going to die, right? Be quiet. You know he's going to die, right? Be quiet. That's what they kept saying to Elisha. He's going to die, right? And he's going, you know Jesus is coming, right? Yeah, I do. It's not time quite yet. You know, there's bad stuff happening in the world. There's trouble everywhere. Oh, there's wars and rumors of wars. They're everywhere. Really? Shh. How about we talk Jesus? How about we talk what he's doing? How about we talk the gospel? Instead of trying to send a fear message to everybody, you better get right because you're going to burn in hell if you don't accept Jesus. Is not kind of what we're looking for. He's coming and you're going to burn. Now, they did a lot of that in the 70s. I was there. I heard it. I was afraid. I'm sure I got saved because I was afraid. And that was the wrong kind of fear of God, but I had it nonetheless. <clears throat> he says, Elisha responds, praise the Lord. 
He says, uh, let a double portion of your spirit be on me. And he says, you've asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken, it can come. Now, these guys, there's 50 of them. They don't get close enough to ask. They don't use their own lips. And all they're concerned with is, is I'm dying. That's their big concern. We're going to die. We're all going to die. Right? We're all going to die. The world's going to do what the world's going to do. They're never going to like Jesus until they're saved. And even then, sometimes we have a hard time convincing people to like God. Come on. Well, I don't know. He's going to, you know, throw sickness at me. We've got a whole group of people thinking God's in charge of very nasty things. But they'll say, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. And then the next five minutes, they think he's going to kill them. Makes no sense to me. My logical brain goes, Tilt. if you believe he's good, then he's going to do good things on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Fridays. And not just when you're at church. There's a lot of sidebar going on today. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And he says, you asked a hard thing. Verse 11, it came to pass as they well, still went on talk. Behold, there appears a chariot of fire, horses of fire, parted them both asunder. Elijah went up by a whirlwind. Elisha saw it and he cried. Now, I don't think he went, <laughs> but he might cry like they are on Sunday, Saturday mornings. Oh, Jesus, there's a change. There's a change. And when changes happen, something does happen inside of us. We have seen in this last while people going home at different times, different ones that have come and they've run their race and they've finished their course and changes happen. I recall a time years ago when a powerful intercessor in my life went home. As soon as he went home, I felt, I felt it. And I was at home. I, I, I phoned up my mom. I says, has, has Charlie gone to be with the Lord? She goes, I haven't heard yet. I said, and, and, they, and just five minutes later, she had a phone call. He was, he was gone. I felt the, the it, and, and I realized that he was such an intercessor. When I had been on the road all those times, he had been praying for me. I know that many times I was in situations that I needed miracles to get out of. And I could always trust him no matter where I went. He was praying for me. He'd given his life to prayer. And what a difference. And then he was gone. It was like. And, and there were, it, it shifted something. It shifted something. And I knew that there was a responsibility that came. And I knew even though I wasn't present and he'd prayed for me much, that there was a place where he had prayed for my family. That, that now I had such a desire to pray for my family. Like I hadn't, I'd prayed for them, but not like this. There was an adjustment that came. And any time there's a passing, there's an adjustment, and we sense it. And I'm telling you today that there's an adjustment that's similar that's taking place, where we've come out of preparation and into action, and it feels different. And some people haven't known how to respond to it. We don't want to be the 50 guys that say, hey, we better go looking for them, because that's what they did. They were so focused wrong. They were focused on the guy dying. That after he's gone, this marvelous thing, Elisha comes back, smacks the water. And they go, ooh, the mantle of Elijah's on you. And two minutes later, they want to go and find Elijah. Wrong focus. 
missing the change of the season, missing the timing of God, missing it. I will not forget your word. This is a time. You see, we've had a generation that rose up that fought for the word of healing to be manifest, that fought for miracles, that prayed until miracles took place, that they didn't care what people said about them when they said, I'm going to believe God. This world doesn't believe God for miracles. And they mocked them people. Some people had rocks thrown at them. Do you know when I preached the gospel, one of the times at 14 years old, I had rocks thrown at me. I had apples thrown at me. One day I had tomatoes. They were the worst because they stuck. <clears throat> the others gave bruises, but the mess that the tomatoes made was awful. And I can tell you that there is a right fight that's coming where we've got to hold fast to this word. And I'm warning you, I'm telling you, I'm imploring you this day. Don't be moved. Smack the water. Grab the mantle. Throw it down. Where is the God of Elijah? He is here. He is with us. And we will go through. And we will be strong. And we will be mighty. Because our mighty God is on us. His hand is on us. And we will go through. Slap the water. Grab the mantle. Where is the God of Elijah? He is here. We are healed. We are whole. We are full. We have everything we need. We have Holy Spirit. Grab the mantle. God is with you. God is with you. I will not forget your word. I will hold fast. I will hold it. I will not be moved. The hand of the Lord is on me. Hallelujah. 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 Shabbakotayane. Stand on your feet. Shakato. The hand of the Lord is on me. The hand of the Lord is on me. Shabakata Brekatele. Manda to Rasha. Shaprasatala Hashe. We're not looking for a dead man. Our king is alive. Our king is alive. We will not forget your word. We will not forget your word. Shabbat Uyashime. The Lord our God is with us. Amen. Oh, we will not be moved by mockeries. We will build what you've called us to. We will go forward in it. We will see it. Pasha modere leto broso shada kada kashi shuigende menda kuyishike dedende kurahasha urabal hese. We will speak your word, O oh God. 
We will declare your word in this land. In this land. In this land. That your word will go forth from sea to sea. That your glory that you promised in John 17. The glory that you have. You said. You promised. It's a covenant promise. You don't make halfway promises. You said that you would give it into this land. You would give it unto us. And God, we want to behold your glory. As you have promised, let it be. Oh, we step in this day knowing you have done it, knowing you are over it. In this moment, know that anything that you've ever been ashamed of, Jesus paid the price for. You tell him. You tell him. Shame is leaving. Shame is leaving. There's no shame. He removes it. Holy Spirit brings life in those places that were once dead. Oh, Holy Spirit, we thank you. For your life. For the washing power this day. For the washing of the yesterdays. For the washing and the awareness of distractions. That we will know. That we will know when it is a distraction. And we will know when it is your voice leading. That it will be clear. And that we will not fall into that trap. Father, I thank you. You teach our hands to war. And our fingers to battle. You teach us, Jesus. Oh, she come Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You teach us how to go through. You teach us, Holy Spirit. You teach us. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You teach us. You teach us. Hallelujah. Oh, you teach us. You show us what to do. You show us your way. You show us your way. You show us your way. You show us the light. You show us your power. Shomra Shadalabasha. Shanamale Shere. Shamra Sate. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your path. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Shatukele. Oh, Holy Spirit. 
You teach us your ways. Hallelujah. And Holy Spirit, I thank you. You are the great helper for those who are right now in kinds of trouble that they cannot see the door. Open that door. Show them your way. Lead them right into the pasture that's green that you've prepared for them. That they might know you more. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Falabutujele. Lendo arabushe. Bratugele. Ede brandenere sije. Oh, hallelujah. Show me your ways, oh Lord. Show me your path. Teach me your truth, oh God. Teach me your truth. Show me, show me, show me. Teach me your path. Teach me your path. Lead me in your truth. Hallelujah. I wait on you. I know you meet me there. Oh, you meet me there. You meet me there. But some have said, I don't, I don't know if I can. I don't know how. I don't know. I, I try. I have tried. I don't know if I can. I'm not sure what to do. But the Lord says to you, I am your justifier. I have done it for you. I have made you right. Put your confidence in me. I can do it in you. I will do it through you. I am your justifier. I am the lifter of your head. Look up, not to the left or to the right, but straight ahead. Lift up your head. He is the lifter of your head. But Lord, I'm not sure what to do. I'm not sure which way to go. He is the one who leads you. Hear him tell you this morning, I am leading you. I am directing you. I am your justifier. Put your, I will make it right. I will make it right in your life. I will set it straight. I will put things in order in your life. I will put it in order. I will make it right in you. Hear him say, I will make it right in your life. Let the response of your heart be, Jesus, I trust you. <laughs> I trust you, Lord, to make it right in me. To do it right in me. I trust you to make it right in me.
Don't let this moment pass without your heart hearing him. Don't let this moment pass without you making that quality decision. Jesus, I trust you. I believe you. You make me right. I may have fallen a thousand times, but you pick me up every time. You make me right before your face. You make me right. Whether I be weak or strong in any area, Lord, you are my helper and you are my strength. And in you will I trust and in you will I put confidence. Let that be your confession this morning. Let that be your song in the middle of the night, praise God. Let those words be ever before your face and you never hold back but you hold on to that word and you say Lord you are the strength of my life you are the strength of my life hallelujah you are the strength of my life if you believe that join with me in saying Lord you are the strength of my life you are my confidence you are my assurance, and you will never fail me. My heart says of you, I cannot wait to see your face. And when I awake, you are ever before me. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Woo, glory be. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327 or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3W3B1.